Hey guys, welcome to Soberish. This is the second episode that I put out today. I have removed the first episode. I do not think it was my best work. It was an episode with Beck Sanders who built the Imagination Project's website and will be running the Imagination Project community. And I, I'm going to get into everything about it, but it just, I spoke on people's experience that wasn't my experience, I think is the core of what felt wrong to me. But there was something about the episode that just, it didn't feel right when I edited it and I listened to it like four times. I took stuff, I was like, I just don't, something about this doesn't, it's like vexing in my spirit. And I um, I get really anxious about every episode. And so sometimes it's hard to tell. And I, I attempted to explain different parts of the community to each other. And I don't think I did a good job of that. And I think I ended up speaking to the experience of people of color in a way that doesn't line up with how I believe I should be speaking. So I think I got a little, I, my heart was in the right place, I think, but I, I just, I believe if I'm going to speak around any social topics right now, I need to be very intentional and make sure that I'm in a space where I'm communicating very well because I do have a big platform and I am, there is, a potential there for harm and so I need to be very conscious when I am speaking and making sure that I'm communicating the thing that I want to communicate and often when I record podcasts I talk all the time about recording podcasts and throwing them away sometimes I'm just in this this like I start things and then like trail on to a different thing and then a different thing and I, I go all over the place and sometimes it's fine sometimes I edit it out but I don't think that and that's definitely the energy I was in on this podcast and I don't think that's the energy I should be talking about these topics with because these topics are extremely important right now and then like I said I just like I was speaking for people who uh, whose experience isn't my lived experience so before I go any further I want to say I'm sorry and um I'm deeply sorry if I caused any harm or anyone heard that episode and it was hurtful. Um, if you want to talk to me about it directly, literally no one has said anything to me. So I don't, um, this could just be uh, me overreacting to my own shit. But anytime I operate outside of my own personal integrity, uh, it just it just doesn't sit right. So... If you do want to talk about it, we can talk about it. Hopefully not a lot of people heard it, but it looked like it got quite a few downloads. And I just took it down because it's, w it's more important is to make sure that I am communicating the things that are important to this community and not, and not whatever. So I'm sad that the rest of you won't get to meet Beck in this episode. Uh, Imaginationproject.com is up. Um, I just want to make sure that this episode starts with I'm sorry if I caused any harm and from there I'm just going to get into the other stuff I was going to edit the episode I took a big piece out where I don't think I did a good job of speaking on the topic and then um I just I just I'm just going to kill the whole episode and I will explain imagination project to you 
And I'm going to talk about other things that are happening right now because this energy is very heavy. And part of the things that I was trying to articulate in the episode, I do want to attempt to articulate while only speaking from my own experience. Um, Imagination Project is about giving people a community during their awakening. Okay, so Imagination Project, Soberish itself, kind of has this transient vibe to it. My personal mission on this planet is about helping people cross that bridge from the old life to the new life. It's about validating your experiences, letting you know you're not crazy, giving you a place to feel heard and seen, and kind of anything to do with this transition period. And then on a, on a bigger scale, the transition period of the entire ascension. Okay. So this is what I am connected to. It's the pivot. It's the change. That's why my life has a ton of that like pivot change energy. Cause that's really what I'm about. The, the leaving the age of Pisces going into the age of Aquarius is like what I resonate with. So imagination project is going to be many things. And I feel like you guys have heard me spit so many things out that it's kind of confusing what it is. But the, the thing that has just launched is the website and the website is an attempt to bridge the old way of doing things and start creating the new way of doing things. Several of these things are an experiment that might blow up in our face. Um, Several of them are similar to the way things are done in higher dimensions and might work like financial energy exchanges. So um, I'm actually just going to pull the site out real quick and talk about this. And then I'll talk about the other things kind of weighing on me and maybe weighing on all of us. Okay, so when you go to Imagination Project, that's imagination is spelt with a Z. So it's like imagine a Zion. Um is how you would like pronounce that. Uh, it was really cool to put Z's in where T's go when this idea came to me 20 years ago. So don't make fun of me. Anyway, it would be impossible to get imaginationproject.com if it didn't have a Z instead of a T. Okay, so when you go to the site and she built an amazing interactive site that's really badass on the computer and laptop. So do check it out there at one point. Now this is a different site than we had originally. Uh, Kathy Tovey, T-O-O-V-E-Y. I think it's an E built the first one. And I didn't do a very good job communicating with her what I wanted. I had tick born dementia for most of it. And Beck is actually going to run the community here so she built a site that she's kind of familiar with the framework that could hold all of this extra shit because I was like trying to articulate the forums but without saying forums and shit so poor Kath Kath makes websites for a living she's in the directory check her out because that website was beautiful and she can make you a website as well this website is different this is something and like I said Becca's going to run the collective portion of this so when you go to the Imagination Project, there's a menu. First, we have About. This tells you what it's about. Next, we have the directory. So a couple of the missions of the Imagination Project is to give people a directory of shadow work-informed healers, people who are familiar with this version of it, right? Because like people who are attracted to this community are not that love and light shit that none of us fucking light, right? That spiritual bypassing bullshit. So 
soberish community, primarily right now, people who are healers, tarot readers, whatever. So here's a directory of them. Okay, you just go through the directory, find who resonates with you. This also will have, and uh, Nikki has to enter all of the entries, and she was flying home today, so these haven't been done yet. But there is a directory of mental health professionals. This is a huge piece of this from every download that I have gotten. Uh, you probably remember when I first started talking about Imagination Project was after those 60 downloads in the fall. And I was seeing people getting picked up out of their 3D life and slammed down into the higher dimensions in a very short period of time without any idea what had just happened to them. Many of them seemed atheist or business people. You know, just like people who were living their 3D life who were not like spiritual now all of a sudden they're having these supernatural experiences and I saw a lot of people secret like trying to hide the fact that they had lost their mind or believing that they had some sort of head injury or putting themselves into uh, psychiatric hospitals whatever because they are afraid they had lost it this is why we need mental health professionals who are awakening informed because when someone wakes up who was an atheist 90 days ago and I am like well would you like a person who can talk to your ancestors? You know, they don't know what the fuck, you know, I, my friend here's a medium, Ooh, a dog psychic, you know, they, they don't know what to do with that. They're, they need a, they want a medical professional, a mental health professional to tell them that they have not lost their mind. And I know several people who woke up via an awake therapist who just was holding space for them. So this database is just mental health professionals that are awakening informed, and it's going to be much bigger. I think there's like four people in it right now, but we have several more. What's funny is when I was first trying to like lay out what this website was going to be, I was like, there has to be mental health professionals. I'm like, but then they have to be willing to work via Zoom, which felt really weird uh, pre-COVID. Now it's like, oh, they all work via Zoom. Perfect. So those are the directories. There's going to be another part of the directory called the Awakening Orientation Department. This is my baby in this, okay? So I want to create subsidized services for the collective, for people who cannot pay for services, who have not yet hacked abundance. The awakening orientation department is for those people who are freshly waking up or people who are in severe trauma who need assistance getting on their feet in the higher dimensions. The vision for this for me is people who are early in their awakening stumble across me. I don't know why it always works out that way. I think that's part of the galactic plan. And let's say they don't have money. They haven't hacked abundance. They're in the hamster wheel, whatever. They reach out. We put together a, let's say this, this person has a lot of trauma. So they have three sessions with an awakening informed therapist. They go to Tierra. They do uh, ancestral work. They come to me. They hack abundance. Boom. We got them done. This is an experiment. This in my head feels like this is the thing that's going to work. And it does feel like... I kind of channeled this idea, but we'll see. All of this is very much an experiment at this point. We have in the past, Lacey and I have worked with people who reached out via email and 
seen some pretty powerful gods get on their feet via something similar on a smaller scale. Um, that's one option for subsidized services. And that, so far, will be paid for with some of the money from my Patreon. Do not subscribe to my Patreon for any reason other than you wanting content. I don't want to take anyone's money. I don't want to be responsible for that because I'm trying to operate in flow when things are right and when people feel like I am beholden to them, it does this whole other thing. And I have a really hard time staying in flow because I'm worried about seeming whatever. Um, if there ever was a misunderstanding about that and you contributed to my Patreon because you thought something different or you feel like I took your money or something, reach out to me. I will refund you whatever you ever paid to Patreon. Um, but as of right now, I will take funds for my Patreon to pay for this subsidized portion for people. Please do reserve this for people who are either in that awakening, like fresh awakening space or in crisis because I, there's not just an endless amount of money at the moment. There are other options though for cost prohibitive uh, services. Okay. So the awakening orientation department is where you would apply for those services if you are going through the awakening and afraid, you know, that you've lost it or, or, or deep in need or, or trauma or something and, and need those services and have no way to pay for them yourself. Next, we have the forum. So the forum can replace the, the Discord server and the Facebook group. I am going to get more into that in a minute because that's kind of the tangent I was on when I believe I misspoke on the other episode. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about what the forums are. So the forums are a split up chat room kind of thing, kind of like Reddit or like if you've been on the Discord server. The reason that I believe this is valuable in the collective is because we are at a place in our collective awakening. The collective is important, you guys. It's important because we have to hit critical mass in order to like pull this off collectively. If you want to collectively get to like a higher dimension, the more people that are awake, the faster we get there. And so there's this kind of thing when someone gets triggered in the community and then we do the thing that we've always done in unconsciousness and we go, oh, you are my external enemy. Everybody get rid of this person. And then now we have like run someone out because they made us uncomfortable. And I'm not saying... You know, some people have to go. But this constant dividing thing that we do breaks it up, slows down people's process, takes us out of unity. We don't have to like the person. You don't have to interact with them. But when we just want to expel everyone that triggers us or hurts us or, or whatever, it's just going to take us a lot longer. So... The idea here is to split up into smaller resonant groups and stop fighting. I do think there's some value. I've seen so many people wake up through the fighting, but not needing to make people go away and rather just giving them space to heal. And we don't have to look at it because they're over there in that other forum. You know what I mean? This is an experiment. I don't know. These are my thoughts. Being able to split up into kind of smaller groups. Because really, I mean, we don't, I don't agree with half the shit I said a week ago. I mean, we're, we're evolving so fast. And 
a lot of people believe some some wild shit that in in their phase or they're in a different place or they're triggered by this you know and so it's just cool to have different corners of the house to hang out in while we do our thing so the forums allow that now you can start your own forum talking about whatever you want, but there are some that are already made and they are pinned to the top. If you make a forum, please do not pin it to the top. Those are for these things. The first one you will see when you go inside of forums is the new economy. Here's the premise of the new economy. You have a financial need. You post about your financial need and include your Venmo and cash app info paypal whatever and then people who have financial resources can come intuitively find someone that needs help because there are a lot of people who are in abundance and should be not telling you what to do but those of us on the higher timeline should be of service to people who are still getting to that abundant space and that's not a value judgment some of us took on more programming around poverty and we're still hacking it. So those of us that are on more abundant timelines should be giving to people. Redistribution of wealth is going to be a big part of this healing process. And so this is just giving you a place person to person, okay, because I don't want to take anyone's money. And um, people have asked me, if what are you going to do about people that are just lying and taking money i don't honestly believe that's going to happen we're not like some super mainstream thing this is a, a pretty small community for all of that but if you by any chance think that that's a good idea this isn't the government um this is not a good idea do not come into a place created to be higher dimensional and pretend to be poor when you're not poor. This is, I, I address this in the other episode and it just feels outlandish because I don't think anyone would actually do it. But if this has to be said, this will be the one time that I say it. If you pretend to be poor to get resources from people who are hacking abundance, you will make yourself poor. I don't know. Like, you get that, right? Like, obviously, is that not obvious? This is not the space to pretend to be something that you're not. You'll just end up being it ridiculous anyway I feel dumb even having to say that so I don't think it's a thing if you do receive funds from someone and you no longer have a need edit your post or remove it okay so that other people can get those funds you can donate to whoever you resonate with um you don't have to do it in order um That'll maybe evolve to something different. I don't know. This is an experiment, like I said. The next one is Mystic Apprenticeship. I'm really excited about this one. So there are a lot of people in the group who are gifted and are just figuring out what makes their heart sing and are still working a day job or are pretty new to reading tarot, doing Reiki, you know. Um, what's another one I saw in there? Uh, uh, mantra, chants, nutrition advice, whatever. So these are people who will eventually be probably, maybe, I don't know, professionals in this, but they are honing their craft. And it's like an apprenticeship program. And when you're learning these things, doing readings and stuff for your friends and family kind of sucks because you know them, you have a dog in the fight. It's actually more difficult than any reading for a stranger. 
And so people who are learning their craft and finding their voice and everything else, they need a place to practice. And uh, people need cheap, free, donation-based access to services. So this is a place for you two to find each other in the Mystic Apprenticeship department or in the forum you just list an ad for whatever service you're offering and then people can comment and you guys can connect and then now you have clients um the premise here is that these are free services if you want to do donation based or whatever that's do your thing under donate donated professional services this is professional readers, healers, whatever, who just want to be donating a certain amount of their stuff per month. So this isn't a terrible career to have if you're doing it full time. You make decent money. It's a pretty good energy exchange to say like, hey, five, five readings a month are going to be to people who need them. Once again, don't take these if you don't need them. Okay, so like getting a free reading from a professional when you have the money to pay for it, you know what I mean? Like just, just on our system here, but do keep in mind that there are people who, who really need these services, who, who it's completely cost prohibitive for. So, um, the next forum is the one that I probably talked too much about in the last episode, but it has a lot of stuff that I, I just need to address, I think in the collective. And that is the name of this forum is called triggering shit. And I named it triggering shit because I wanted to create a place for things that blow up the Facebook group. And I know I never shut up about this goddamn Facebook group. But um the Facebook group was kind of and the and the um Discord were kind of an experiment to see what happens if we put everyone together in a collective. And you know what's really interesting is that I never really saw anything descend into madness in the Discord group, but it did happen all the time in the Facebook group. And the difference here is that people are split up into different things. And in Facebook, you have to see every single thing that every single person posts in that group. There are other there are other things like the fact that pictures, videos, and stuff go up in the Facebook group. But um, here here's the thing I have to address, and it feels it feels crazy for people who don't know what this is. But I it, it's becoming a, a bigger part of the awakening community, so I feel like I just have to address it. Um. There is a thing called QAnon that I don't even feel like I know enough about it to explain it because it just doesn't feel, I'm not insulting anyone who believes that it's true. It doesn't feel true on my timeline. There are parts of it that are true, that I understand to be true, that are true on my timeline. Some of those things I never publicly talk about. Um, I have talked about parasitic aliens that run the world and eat people's energy. I've been talking about that for 20 years. It isn't a, I don't let it take up a lot of bandwidth because it's like completely focusing on the wrong thing. Obsessing over the parasites still feeds the parasites. So I just don't talk about it much. You don't hear me talking about the, the pedophile uh, cabal and shit. That doesn't mean I don't, know some things but I just 
my job here is to help the people that are waking up ascend and build a collective. And when you see me kind of not paying a lot of energy into something, it's because I don't know. It just isn't, it isn't my fucking department. And so, um, QAnon, I think I'm good. I might butcher this, but my understanding is that QAnon is this, someone's been leaking stuff from the white house, um, for a long time. And that's what the QAnon thing is. And then, um, everything that I know about it, I've pieced together from, there were these 5d awakening pages that I followed and they got increasingly more weird and conspiratorial and the, uh, which I have space for, you know, I already did my conspiracy phase. So a lot of people go through the awakening and they go straight into a conspiracy phase because, um, because you wake up and realize that everything is bullshit. And then you're like, Oh, I've been lied to. And then you, um, you like, you know, it's, it's the them, they have been controlled. I have alien ov overlords. It's just a natural progression. And most people go through a conspiracy phase. They don't stay there. They go through it and then they come out the other side. And when you come out the other side, you don't really come out going, none of those conspiracies are true. You just come out the other, other side going, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, it just, it like you get to the point, I got to the point in my conspiracy phase where it was like the sky was falling and fucking no one would listen to me. And this is like, I went to my conspiracy phase during 9-11. So, um, you know, I was just insufferable to be around for a little bit and then whatever. So when people are in their conspiracy energy, I see it as a phase in the awakening and I just like, I have a lot of space for it. So I just... I just, you know, just I let people progress through their thing. The problem with QAnon is that it believes that Trump is some galactic mastermind who is, like, taking down the cabal. If you don't know what the cabal is, it's the, like, higher, it's the alien overlords. And, um... It mixes in some things that, like, are, are, tr are true from, like, a galactic standpoint... Uh, you lose me with the Trump thing. I mean, I, I have to be honest. You lose me with the, uh, because this guy's a stone cold narcissist and cannot, cannot stop patting himself on the back. And so you're just like, he's secretly taking down all these pedophiles. Like he, and I'm stealing this point from, uh, well, I'm not stealing it. This was, I felt this way already, but this was just articulated on Rogan with Tim Dillon. So anyway, um, but still I have space for that because in, in my personal life, because tr Trump is not particularly triggering for me personally, for me personally, I'm like, well, he's, overthrowing the government for me. So I appreciate it. He's just completely dismantling this system. And a lot of the stuff that he says is horrific. And I do get triggered sometimes by the stuff he says. It's just such a nightmare to watch him say these things out loud. But I do know that this government is like based on these principles that he's saying out loud. Like the government's not good. Like 
the systems are not good. They've been oppressing groups of people forever. And it's gross that he's saying it out loud. But there is something that I'm like, well, at least it's out now. Because I feel like if we have another president, and I said in the last episode, I don't know why that doesn't feel true. That doesn't mean it's not true. I just, like, I can't connect to, like, where this goes. This feels like this is a tower. Um, they're going to have to be honest. And I, I just don't, you know, I just, I think everyone has seen behind the curtain as the result of this idiot yelling from behind the curtain. So, um... My contempt for Trump is different than other people's contempt for Trump because I think a lot of people, I see him as as destroying a system that was already very oppressive. And so uh, I don't like him, but I see some value in what he's done. and But not to his credit. Like, I don't think he knows he's doing it. I just think like, oh, snap, you guys got a big enough narcissist in here that y- he fucked your shit up. And I think that that might be the thing that the QAnon people resonate with is they're like, he's he's telling the truth. He is. Now, does he have a higher self? Me and Lily got into this. Does he have a higher self who is sacred clowning uh, this whole thing, destroying the, with his clumsy narcissist avatar? Maybe. But you can't attribute, like, like you can. You can do whatever you want. But, like, I'm not going to, I, like... I have to deal with the person as what they are and what they are is an art. Like they're just like whatever. So, um, what happens though in the, in the community, because I, I, I believe that I, there should be space for people to work through this. I'm watching so many people who were dead asleep 90 days ago be awake and they're waking up through QAnon. So I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. So this is an ascension template, right? Like some of us woke up via twin flame shit. Some of us woke up via psychedelics, near-death experiences. We all have these different like templates. Now, what do I think is going to happen? I think if you leave these QAnon people to do their QAnon thing, play this out, it is, it is doing something. And I don't think I'm supposed to connect those dots on the podcast yet, but there is something alchemical that this is doing. But where do I think the people who believe in QAnon are going to land? I believe they're going to have a, 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 an experience similar to those of us that woke up via the twin flame template which is at the end of all of this twin flame stuff where you were projecting these qualities onto your twin you wake up one day and realize it was you all along now when i'm talking about QAnon, i am talking about something different than maga okay i don't have any tolerance or room for maga it does it doesn't i just get out with the racist shit i don't have any space for it the people in the QAnon thing believe that there is some alternate reality happening or some that he's pretending to be this or something okay so see there's a difference here one of these things is like overt racism and the other one is like they are experiencing a different version of him uh nonetheless people talking about QAnon and kind of pedestalizing trump or you know i I went into the Facebook group. I left the Facebook group, I don't know, a month or two ago. And then, who knows, it was during the tick, the tick dementia. But I 
got back on Facebook to promote the ima- I just so I could share the Imagination Project website. And you know that thing where you like unblock your ex and you're like, I am not going to look at all their old posts. I did that um, in the Facebook group and I should have known better. But I came across, and no shade to the person who posted this. This isn't the first time. But, you know, there was a, a, a recent thread that was like, it was Trump a light worker or whatever. And this is, it's just that kind of Q thing. And um, it just, it just descends into this thing. It's just like, it triggers people whose trauma is connected to him and his trauma is very, their trauma is very real. And then it, it, it this disconnect is so frustrating for me to watch because I'm like, yeah, I, I do think maybe... I don't agree with it. It's not my truth, but I do think maybe there needs to be space for people to explore these kind of ideas that like, what if Trump's higher self is, is do, and I didn't watch the video. I don't really care, but, um, then there's this, this kind of like triggered reaction from people whose trauma is connected to Trump and is very real. And they're just not having it. They're not having any alternate, uh pitch of a of a different character and that's exactly the energy they should be in okay you don't go to someone's house who's been beaten by their boyfriend and be like well he's cool with me it's like i like you know he's uh he's misunderstood it's like the fuck Trump's not misunderstood. Like he says the things out of his mouth. He says the damaging things from his face hole. That's it. I have I, as a privileged white woman, have space for you figuring that out on your own time, but then coming and bringing it to a collective of marginalized people who have been traumatized by the things that he said with his mouth, not some alternate fucking like story we're writing, some narrative, the things that he has said from his fucking face. And then tell them that they're not like seeing it from a higher dimensional perspective. And I'm not saying this person in this thread did this because I actually don't remember this thread. But this, this is the thing that, goddamn, I wish I was communicating better yesterday. But there's a real problem with obliviousness in the white collective. I don't even know if it's a. Obli- it is. It is not taking a minute to step into the shoes of the person you're talking to. And this is so necessary for the ascension. It's as necessary as like giving you space to experience your thing. We have to heal this wound caused by white supremacy. It is like the, it's the biggest job we're doing right now. Like last year we were hacking codependency and everyone who was in those twin flame things, they were working collectively to heal that, that codependency wound. And then it was awful. It was excruciating. It doesn't scratch the fucking surface of this white supremacy shit. I'm like neck deep in this awful ancestral history that we have. And it's, I hate it. I've n- I've ha- I've not been an innocent person in my life. I mean, I've been a dirtbag for a lot of my life and I've never I feel like I'm just sl- just like 
trying to swim through just sludge of guilt and shame of our history and what we've done. And then I just like, I come up for a breather and then I just see white people just, and not, not all of them, not all of you, but in the spiritual communities, I just see white people just perpetuating more of the same. And it's like, Oh my God, are we not, we're not going to heal. Like sometimes I just, I feel hopeless. I'm like, we're not going to fucking pull this off. We're not going to heal this. Like in order to heal this, it's, it's like, I think I've used this analogy on here before in order for us to heal this, like we have to get fucking naked and candid and vulnerable. And we have to listen to the experience of the people that we've hurt and fucking hold space and sit in this fucking uncomfortable energy. I'm going to cry just thinking about this fucking energy sucks. And you're in it and you know it sucks. And then there's this like desire to escape it. And you're just slowing the process down. Like we have to do this fucking work. And sometimes I watch this obliviousness and I, I see it around. I'm just going to say cultural appropriation. And then I would appreciate if you guys are interested in helping heal this Google that, read some articles, educate yourself on what that means because it's, it's so rampant in the fucking spiritual community. And then the other thing is spiritual bypassing. You can only speak to your trauma and your like level of trauma. Okay, so I can talk about healing codependency. I can talk about childhood trauma. I can talk about sexual um abuse, trauma, whatever. I've experienced those things. I can't speak to the black experience. Um, this is where I believe I my misstep was earlier. I was trying to be an advocate. I was uh, attempting to explain this trauma and but I, I just I, I don't think I did it right. But I definitely can't and and nobody can tell a person of color, this is what you need to do. Like, this is your ego story. This is your whatever. You definitely can't do it when you are a part of the problem. Like, we like we need to be in a place of, imagine this is a couple, and we are trying to heal a relationship, and I am, I'm the spouse that cheated and was abusive. And if I really, truly want to make this right, I have to say, fu I'm fucking sorry. I'm sorry, and I'm going to change my behavior. I... Uh, trying to think of examples of this in my life. I mean, when I when I hurt somebody, that's just I just fucking apologize. And like when I was younger and more wounded and less healed, I definitely couldn't face the things that I had done wrong, and so I got defensive and tried to convince them that it was their fault or whatever. And I lost enough, I think, at some point that I realized that like if what I care about is this person and them knowing how much I care about them, I just fucking make it right. You know, I don't know if I've ever talked about the history of my oldest daughter on here, but I had her when I was a teenager. I left her with another family when I was on drugs and she has a lot of fucking childhood trauma as a result of me. And, um, you know, it took me a while to get her back after I got clean. And when I got clean, I was just like, I fucked up. I fucked up. I was a terrible mother. I uh, abandoned you for drugs and the only thing I can do now is tell you I am deeply sorry and then just 
keep every promise I ever make to you in the future. And I've tried to do that. I'm sure I have overpromised and underdelivered a couple times, but that's all we can do. But that is the energy that we need to come to this with. And uh, a lot of us are, but a lot of the community just has this kind of like get over it. And it's not necessarily soberish. I'm not speaking specifically to this community because I, I, I don't see um, that's not just what I'm speaking on. I see a lot of spiritual leaders or people with a big platform, surprisingly, people that I was a fan of and that I followed and promoted their shit quite a bit. Um, some of my favorite online therapists presented with um, I can't remember the specifics of it, so I don't want to, I don't want to misquote it, but so there are things that are spiritually true and still not mine to say to somebody who has a different kind of trauma or more trauma than me. Okay. Or less privilege. Uh, you're, you do create your reality. You do have stories that take over your reality. You do have, um, karma, whatever there, all these things are true they don't matter in the face of the 3D processing of that trauma. And me as a person of privilege cannot tell someone with less privilege. I can't, I can't just like take that because that's a higher dimensional thing after the trauma has been processed. I can't just like take that. What is that word I can um, platitude and just throw it at that spiritual bypassing? What I'm actually saying is I don't want to deal with my complicitness. Is that a word? I don't want to deal with the discomfort of the guilt and the shame that I have to deal with over what my ancestors did and what I have perpetuated throughout my life unconsciously, sometimes consciously. I don't want to deal with that. So I'm going to tell you you know, uh, everything happens for a reason. And that's true. Like everything happens for a reason. Like that's not the solution to this problem. The solution to this problem is to heal this wound. If we're trying to come together as a collective, if we want to make things right, if we want this planet to ascend, and if we just want to do the right thing, like Jesus Christ, what did I say in December? I would way rather wake up and realize, and it was extremely painful for me to wake up and realize that I had been raped but man, does it suck to wake up and realize that I'm the one that did the raping. And that's where we're at right now. And it's very uncomfortable. And then when you're faced with it and it's like, hey, you did the wrong thing. There are people in the spiritual community that are like, you're just not looking at it from a higher perspective. And it's just not our fucking, that's not our place to say that. It's really not our place to say it ever because no one hears it when you say it like that. Um, awakening is really a process of of realizing that a thousand times in between processing trauma that has to be processed from not that place. So, um, sometimes when I see people talk about this QAnon shit and then they feel piled on, it's exhausting by the way, being able to see where everyone's coming from and uh, I'm objective most of the time half the time when I'm taking a real strong stance on something it's still part of a bigger picture and I have to like block out the part where I can still like empathize with the person I'm disagreeing with but 
I see you feel like you're getting piled on and there's this mob thing. And there's definitely a big narrative about that. Like, ah, cancel culture. Like, you know, and what's, what people are trying to do is they're trying to change the fucking paradigm. We're trying to get to a new version of reality that's more compassionate and unity based. And bringing in this like, hey, have you guys thought about Trump being a... Uh, a great guy or whatever. It's just, you know, read the room. So, uh, then they get piled on and then they're like, this is like a cult or this is the mob mentality or, or whatever the shit. And it's like, um, if you're really, really, really putting yourself empathetically into the shoes of people who've had different experience than you, you would not feel that way. You would be like, oh shit, I just stepped into a bee's a bee's nest. That's not a thing. I just stepped into uh uh into people's trauma. Like that's that's what's happening. I'm triggering people. And sometimes I watch people trigger people and I'm like, You're try you're like and I'm not talking about that post. Um, this has been a long going thing in the in the Facebook this goddamn Facebook group, man. I hope it turns into the forums anyway um i feel like i need to address the people who resonate with QAnon and other similar things and say i don't agree with you but i have space for you to exist because i think you're gonna figure it out and even if you like that that still sound uh, it still sounds judgmental i'm not judging honestly because i like if we really like put out an accounting of like my conspiracy days you know i did stare at the sun for four hours guys i have space for that i don't have space for re-traumatizing people who this person's avatar has traumatized and therefore i want to give you a space to talk amongst yourselves about this stuff it cannot be overtly racist homophobic transphobic sexist but it can be exploring this idea that some galactic being is using trump or i don't i don't really know the specifics of it i it needs to be kept in that one forum and to give everyone else a safe space to be without re-traumatizing them and if that feels unfair i ask you to do research into what it is like to be a marginalized, a part of a marginalized community, uh, a person of color in this country, and how that experience has shifted since this particular person took office and started being so publicly aggressive uh, in is white supremacy. So that's it. I mean, I. Um, think I tried to give examples in the last episode that were just I don't know I I really don't I I there I can tell you a hundred things that I didn't like about that episode but I I just I feel like I did I was just frivolous with something that's pretty serious and just wasn't articulate and if I'm going to talk about this I need to be pretty focused and articulate so there's that um I think that's kind of it. So Beck built this website and we'll be running this website at the bottom of the main page. There is a, um, Oh shit. I'm going to fuck up. 
The next part after the forum is called the collective. Now Becca's running this. The collective is where you can build groups. So right now we have Young and Awake for people age 25 and under. There's a Mystic Service Providers Network. So this is what Beck is going to run, and I think it's probably going to turn into a much bigger, cooler thing. I'm not going to be involved in this at all. I'm going to be focusing on the Awakening Orientation Department. This is a place for professional people working in the mystical service world to collaborate talk about common energies i she's talked about like maybe doing zoom calls all kinds of stuff um i will have her on soon to at least talk about that portion of it but you can start your own collective doing anything we put one in here for image setters um, builders of conscious communities i think this is really important because i do a lot of readings for you guys who have like visions for conscious communities and some of you have land. Some of you know how to do electricity. Some of you know how to do aircrete. Some of you know how to do, what's that other thing? Earth bags. So um, this is a place for you to connect and start building things. I know some of you want to start a band, start a group here with musicians and start putting music stuff together. Like this is a place for you guys to start building these things, okay? So um, at the bottom of the site, there is a donate button. That donate button gives Beck some money for putting this whole thing together. She's also going to be doing all the site maintenance and, and a lot of the work for it. So uh, she's definitely someone to throw some financial energy to if you feel so led. Uh, there is a spot in the forum section where you can... Um, report any bugs in the website because it is kind of a work in progress. If you do fill out a thing for mystical service, mystic service providers or mental health providers, those have to be manually entered. And that's Nikki's job. So, uh, you know, it might take a couple days sometimes. Um, Otherwise, I'd like to talk a little bit about this energy before I shut the fuck up, finally. What a long day. Jesus Christ. So we are coming out of, like, pretty intense download energy. I don't know how much of you, how many of you experienced it, but that Lionsgate portal had a lot of crazy download. So download energy is something that a lot of you uh, will get readings and you're like, I am stuck because you were downloading a couple weeks ago and now you're not downloading and, and you think that you've lost all your progress. So imagine a spiral going upwards and that is what this awakening is. Okay, so you go past a lot of the same stuff over and over again, but come from like a broader perspective. And it's cyclical kind of. And I'm sometimes tempted to keep a journal to see how long these segments last. But basically, when the download energy hits, which is often like an eclipse or a portal or something, it's often like whenever there's some sort of portal, which are often date things, when it's like 8-8, 12-12, 11-11, those are almost always portals, okay? Um your crown chakra opens wide and a shit ton of information gets 
pounded into the top of your head. This is just my experience with it. I don't know. This is what other people will tell you. But a bunch of light gets jammed into your body. Now, when that is happening, I describe it as meth energy. I'm like cracked out. My Instagram stories often take place with me sitting in my car in the middle of the night. I'm like standing on the on the furniture singing Lump by the Presidents of the United States of America. Everything makes sense. Dots are connecting. This uh, During this portal, Mark was here. He was reading all of this stuff, um, these articles that I shared on the Patreon. And we were like cl- like connecting these galactic dots. It's like, oh shit, yeah. And then a lot of the stuff that comes in is kind of memories of your history. And this isn't what it is for everyone. Uh, all of the downloads I got in July of last year. Actually, the ones I got in January of last year were about my self-worth. They were about uh, my codependent behaviors, my projecting my shit onto other people. Anyway, that reminded me of it in uh, January because that's when I was putting those dots together. I was like, oh shit, I projected all of my qualities onto someone else because I always hide my power behind some man, blah, blah, blah. I figured all that out. Okay, so that was like download stuff I was doing in in January, this one was a lot more galactic and I'm still trying to process and then I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. But as you can see, um, I, uh, have gotten pretty like uh, what do you call it? Loosey goosey with the galactic shit. Cause I think, I don't know. I think it's coming out pretty soon and I want to make sure to, uh, establish myself with an, I told you so. So galactic federation, baby. Anyway, um, I'm obviously growing more and more tired by the second. So, Uh, after the download energy passes, and this is usually like a week, January was weird because remember January was 300 years long. Um, so it lasted a lot longer, but typically you get like four or five days to like maybe seven days, 10 days. And then, uh, the crown chakra closes and then all of that light is just like in your body. And while you're downloading, you need like no food And you sleep like four hours a night and you're just jacked the rest of the time. Once the download is done, you're like, I need 16 hours of sleep, heavy food. I can't stop eating. I'm so tired. I can't do anything. And this is where, this is where your worker bee virtues then tell you that like something's wrong. Like you've done something wrong. You're not as productive as you just were. You lost your awakening. You're not, you know, whatever. Uh, That's not true. This is just now it's time to integrate. So now this light is bouncing all around your body. All of this new information needs to assimilate, and it's causing, like, paradigm shifts. A lot of the paradigm shifts happen during the download, so that's where all of your memories are now being updated with this new piece of information, all of your beliefs and shit. But then it comes in here, and then there's programming, and the, the light is... What it is is this higher dimensional reality is now inside of your physical body. And it do, it's like, okay, well, there's no room here for this fucking codependency and this 
scarcity and this control issues and all of this. And so it's it starts trying to force an upgrade on those programs. And so then you needing to work that out, you project those issues onto people around you or experiences around you. And then you play out some scenario so that you can then heal that thing. While people are in that phase of it, they're like, I'm, I lost it. I was awake and now I'm this. And it's like, no, this is exactly what it is. As soon as you then go, oh shit, you learn the lesson, you heal the wound, the light takes over that part of the programming, you ditch that security system, whatever, then you're ready for your crown chakra to open back up again. Like, you know, uh, there are other phases of it, other things that happen because then then you kind of catch a groove, whatever. Here is a cycle that I go through um, and why I'm still so thrown off my square is that I will catch a stride and hit flow in every area of my life and then I just become arrogant. Like, it's just like clockwork. I... And I think we all do this to some extent, but you would think I'd learned my lesson by now. But I just get to the point where I'm I'm just flowing in every area that I'm like, I can't lose. And this is why I acknowledge the potential for failure all the time, because it, the second you are po- like that, like positive thing, like I fail every time I fall on my face. And so I got my ass like handed to me in Nashville, like. I can't believe I was sick for that long. I can't believe my brain melted. I was like so petty. I'm like never petty. I'm like never petty. And I was just petty. Just, and I know I was working through some shit, you know. But uh, just, ugh. And then uh, to have had my brain that damaged and not, not, do anything about it and then anyway I I had to run out of there and then I felt very knocked off of my square and very vulnerable and very like um I came to and I don't feel connected to any of the people I used to feel connected to and I feel like I did something wrong and I feel like I'm ashamed and I'm also dealing with this fucking ancestral shit and uh I feel weird, man. I feel weird. I'm really insecure. And I'm like, I have attachment stuff, but that attachment stuff is usually like working in conflict, like up against what is quite a bit of confidence usually. And I'm like overtly insecure and like needy. And then I'm completely fucking by myself. And I haven't really been like people keep coming to visit, but there is something to the, fact that I moved here and whatever so I am with you guys dude I am I am in it and it is there's something about the game I saw a couple people being like I hate it here you know I hate it here I don't this doesn't feel real like whatever we're in the thick of a really like we're on the precipice of a big kind of leap and a split. And I want to do an entire episode on the split. So I'm not going to get too far into this, but these splits are temporary and they are, they are, they serve the purpose of, of lifting up people in the lower timelines. So I know that I'm someone who has talked about the split in the past as like, 
kind of this us versus them thing. And I, I don't know if that changed or I just healed that part of myself, but it is very, I think we all go. So anyway, I am channeling now so I could talk all fucking day and I'm not going to. So, uh, I'll do an episode on the split soon. I am once again, sorry for the other episode and, uh, hopefully most of you didn't hear it. I'm going to name this like, don't listen to the other episode. Um, Beck does readings. I'm, uh, going to figure out a way, um, to get her back on at least to talk a little bit about the community and stuff. And, um, I was going to tell you her website, but I think I'm going to say it wrong. Always know where K-N-O-W, but you want to hear from her first. So check out the episode. Um, check, sorry, fucking check out the website. My brain is shutting down. Check out the website. Uh, I have readings open for next week. I think I might take a quick trip, so I might have to move some of the readings this weekend. See, this is why I should just open them the day of, but that didn't work. Because then I had to like obnoxiously announce it all the time. So some readings open for next week. Might get moved. And um, patreon.com forward slash Jessa Reed. Patreon is where you pay money to get extra content. $5 a month gets you two bonus episodes of Soverish per month. In addition to all of the episodes that are already on there. So there's like, I don't know, it's been like eight months. So there's an extra 16 episodes and, um, $10 a month gets you these energy readings, energy updates. They've been great. They really sucked when I had the tick induced, um, brain malfunction, but they've been great and they're lives. So if you're around when I do it, you can interact. And then at the $20 tier, those are weekly. And at the $20 tier, once a week, we get together and talk about that week's episode. So, um, yeah, if you want to do it and then whatever, I use some of that money for stuff, but only go there if you want to buy content. Um, I am going to end this goddamn episode so I can get it up tonight. Thank you everybody for your patience. I love you. Goodbye.